0: This is Photo episode number 459, and today we are talking pet photography and specifically photography competitions to help improve your photography business, sales, marketing, client generation, and so much more. And our special guest is not one, but two different pet photographers, both based in Seattle in the USA, both at different stages of their businesses, and I'm sure both with different things you will be able to relate to in regards to your photography business and progress with your own photography. Our special guests are Holly Cook and Marika Moffat and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to
1: fast track your success.
0: Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. This should be, well, I know it is actually a fun interview with Holly and Marika. I'm sure you're going to love what both ladies share in this interview coming up. Of course, as usual... Even though both of these special guests are pet photographers, I am 100% certain there will be takeaways that you'll be able to implement into your business as a result of what both these photographers share. So stick around for the interview, whether or not your focus is dog or pet photography. In regards to me and my week, Linda has returned from Hawaii with the heaviest suitcase (laughs) I have ever carried. (laughs) This thing must have been 30 kilos on the absolute dot, the maximum she was allowed to bring in back into the country as far as luggage weights are concerned. This thing weighed a ton. Our bedroom is an absolute shambles with everything laid out all over the place (laughs) as she goes through sorting things out, who belongs to what as far as gifts. We've all been totally spoiled. And as tidy as the boys and I have kept the house, she insists that it's just not clean enough. (laughs) So she's on a whirlwind and crazed desire to get this house clean and back into the shape that she likes it to be. (laughs) And I thought the boys and I did such a great job keeping it so tidy. And in addition to that, I've woken up with a cold today. I'm blaming Linda. She's blaming it on me doing too much while she's been away. And by that, I don't mean cleaning. (laughs) I think he's referring to golf, cycling, the gym, and other fun things. And it's a real bummer because I was meant to be heading down to Sydney today to catch up with Mark Rosetto, who is presenting a live workshop down in Sydney. I was really looking forward to that because funnily enough, as well as I feel like I know Mark, we've never actually met in person. So unfortunately, that's going to have to wait till another time because the last thing anyone wants at the moment is someone sniffing and snorting and blowing their nose in this current climate of covid so i'm going to stay holed up here on the central coast isolated and away from mark and all the other photographers down there and i'm sure they will have a fantastic time learn a ton and get so much more from what mark has put together down there and now a macro look at our last episode if you didn't catch last week's interview with Abby Wilkes, make sure you get back and have a listen to that one. Abby has created this fantastic niche for herself where she is photographing businesswomen around the world as part of her branding, personal branding and headshot photography business. And with her unique business, she's able to travel the world to different destinations, amazing destinations, photographing her incredible clients. In the interview last week, she shares exactly how she's done that. And one of the things I really love that she did share is the fact that she had the guts to ask these businesswomen if she can turn up to these incredible locations and do the photo shoots there. And in the beginning, she got a lot of no's, but she got one yes. And from there, this business was built from one simple yes. Anyway, she shares so much more in the interview in regards to pricing, booking shoots in these incredible destinations, and building an incredibly successful business. Photobizx.com. Real advice, real strategies, and real ideas to build your photography business. In the interview today with Holly and Marika, you'll also hear the ladies talking about book photography projects, And I just want to give you a reminder, the Profitable Photography Book Projects training is coming up this week, if you are here in this podcast episode as it goes live. Katie Kolenberg is going to be presenting on exactly how you can implement these Profitable Photography Book Projects yourself. Katie has generated hundreds of thousands of dollars doing these book projects i going to lay it out step-by-step step so you can do exactly the same thing. If you register for the training before it goes live on Thursday morning, you get it at the special price of $97. US It's doubling after that live presentation. Plus, if you do register before the live training, you will also get a one-on-one coaching call with Katie to help you with your book project or anything else with your business that you want to discuss with her. And of course, the training will be recorded. It's going to become a standalone course on the photobizx.com website where you can access it anytime in the future. So whether or not you're looking at implementing a photography book project this year, maybe it's next, you'll have access to the training at that special price if you register before Thursday morning Australian Eastern Time. For more details and to register for that training, head over to photobizx.com forward slash book projects. Oh, and talking about that, you should also, if you check your podcast feed, see that there was an additional episode, an additional interview last week that featured Katie. And the idea was to answer all the questions that I've been fielding in regards to book projects and what Katie will be teaching in the course this week. So make sure you have a listen to that interview with Katie. It's only short. It's about 30 minutes. If you have anything popping into your head, about whether or not a book project will be a good fit for your business. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, all that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Marika and Holly. I am saving a portion of the second half for premium members only. So if you are loving what both ladies share in the first half of this interview and you'd like to hear the full interview, you can do that for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. For more details on that, head over to photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Something a little special and different for this episode of the podcast. I have two dog photographer guests to welcome, both with separate businesses, both competing for the same keyword phrase, and also self-proclaimed soul sisters. I'm talking about Marika Moffat of Dirty Dog Photography, or her new brand, Soul Dog Creative, and Holly Cook of Holly cook photography both women are based in seattle in the usa they've got gorgeous portfolios and look to be creating and selling books albums and wall arts to their clients holly specializes in working dogs and lifestyle images america's focus looks to be the family dog and how important they are in our lives so why two guests for this one interview Well, last year, I saw that Charlotte Reeves and Craig Turner-Bullock, both past interview guests, had teamed up to create Unleashed Pet Photography Education. And part of what they were offering was a six-month interactive challenge-based dog photography course called Embark. I asked Charlotte if she could share the names of some of the participants so I could learn more about it from a student's perspective. And amongst a list of photographers, Charlotte told me Marika and Holly worked together through the challenge and both did great. My guess was that these two are as thick as thieves and would be perfect to have one together. And I'm happy to say they both agreed. Well, Marika agreed for both her and Holly. And I'm wrapped to say that they're both with us now. Marika and Holly, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, thank you. <laughs>
0: So look, I might start with you, Holly. Can you tell us a little bit about your business, how long you've been in business for, how things are going generally?
1: So I've been a professional photographer since 2018. So I'm still fairly new to the photography world, but I was a hobby photographer in my prior life in Michigan. We moved to Seattle in 2015 and I opened my doors in 2018 and it's going great.
0: So when you say it's going great, like, what does that mean?
1: I'm working. (laughs)
0: So you've got clients. I'm guessing you're making sales. Can you give us an idea of revenue?
1: My revenue is not as high as I would like. Um, last year, I was under $50,000, but COVID, thank you very much. And there were a couple of other challenges that I was facing. I also felt that I wasn't ready to be putting myself out there as a quote unquote professional dog photographer because I felt that my work wasn't quite up to par. Thus, I joined the Embark Challenge with Marka.
0: Awesome, awesome. So had you done other education type programs in the past?
1: Yes, I've been involved in education since I started. So there isn't a time where I'm not studying photography.
0: Okay. And have you learned about the business side of photography as well, or only working on your actual photography?
1: I have been a small business owner since I was 26 years old. So the business part, I kinda I knew what I was doing as far as the business goes. Now Seattle's not the same market I serviced in Michigan but I did work with dogs when I was in Michigan. So I knew what my ideal client looked like. So I do study the business aspect of it because it is a little bit different, but I was confident when I started that I kind of had a handle on that end of it.
0: Got it. Got it. And so what was the business you had back in Michigan?
1: So a dog walker, pet sitter, dog trainer, all combined into one.
0: Got it. Okay. So you've been around dogs your whole business life?
1: My whole life. Yeah.
0: Got it. Cool. America, what about you? Can you give us a bit of a snapshot of where you are now and where you've come from?
2: Sure. So I have been professionally photographing dogs specifically since 2011, but it was very part-time for me from about 2011 to 2017 when I finally decided I wasn't going to work for anybody anymore. I'm going to work for myself. And so I've been full-time for five years and it has been such a wonderful like, journey of growth. I have grown every year. Uh, 2020 was a weird year, of course, but this last year, and last year was weird for me. I had a lot of very personal loss, um, deaths in my family that made me have to take a lot of time off. It's a huge reason why I actually joined Embark was to bring some joy into my life, to get out there despite like having to you know move through a lot of grief. But even with taking a good amount of time off last year, I did over $60,000 in sales with about 13 paid clients. So I felt that was very successful. Obviously, that what my capacity would be twice that if I had not taken as much time off. So I am ready to go in 2022. And this year has already been great.
0: I'm, i got to say, sorry about the losses. That sounds like a, a brutal yeah, year to go you. through. That, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. But did you say $60,000 from how many clients? 13. Wow. So that's a huge average.
2: Yes. I don't know if Charlotte shared this with you. I'm also a coach to pet photographers, a business coach. And I am the person who is like, we can make really great money with what we're doing Mm -hmm. because what we're doing is so much more than just cute photos of dogs. It is giving people the opportunity to stay connected to their partners, their four-legged partners, three-legged partners. Some are only Mm -hmm. three-legged through beautiful artwork. It is. It's such a beautiful thing, and for me, it's such an emotional process. So I have done all the work to get to the point of the numbers that I charge my clients, and so that's why my average is high. is is really good, and I'm really, I'm very proud of what I've built.
0: Fantastic. She's worth it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she's so
1: worth penny.
0: Both of you have amazing portfolios. Marika, can you just tell me about your brand change, or is it just the name, or are you changing more about the business?
2: Yeah. So dirty dog photography was very near and dear to my heart. And what I've realized is it got me to where I am, but it is no longer going to take me where I want to go. My brand is very soulful and very emotional. Um, I'm very soulful and emotional and I'm very vulnerable with my audience because the whole reason why I became a pet photographer was I learned very early on as a very young child that our pets are not here as long as we'd like them to be. So I've really built my business around that and I'm not afraid to talk about it. A lot of people are afraid to talk about death and grief. Obviously, last year I experienced enough of it that I'm just like, it's out there. This is a part of who we are as human beings. And really, last August is actually when my soul dog passed. And that process was really emotional and beautiful. And I was very public about moving through that in a way that it wasn't. Depressing, it was inspiring to a lot of people. And throughout that process, I realized that this is where I am, what I'm creating for my clients, what I'm creating just in the community in general is a space for healing, is artwork that helps them heal, helps them um, in the times that they are, you know, not really looking forward to, but are inevitable when we are, you know, our dogs are going to leave us one day. And so my dirty dog photography didn't fit that anymore. It felt too cute. And so I did a lot of work actually in January for my birthday, my husband and I rented a a house up in the woods on the river and it was beautiful. we went for this hike that was much longer than we were expecting. But in that time, being in the forest and the fog and the mist and the waterfalls, I actually had a lot of time to think. And that's when I realized I just have to do it. What I am is soul dog and it is it's time. And so that's what I'm doing now is I'm focused on rebranding nice, so that my name and, and everything that I'm creating, because I'm doing video, it's to bring all of it together. Yeah. So that's where I'm at.
0: Cool. All right. I'm going to come back and ask you some questions about some of the things you just shared, but Holly, just tell me about the challenge that you guys did. So first of all, why do it together? Why not just do it on your own?
1: Um, we decided to do it together because Merck and I just work really well together. We balance each other out. We support each other. She sees things that I don't see. I see things that she doesn't see. And it just seemed like a really good opportunity for us to work together on another project. There's other things that we do together, but this was supposed to be about getting out because we had been locked down from COVID. We weren't shooting a whole lot. Um, We were, I swear, if Marco Polo charged per Marco, yeah, we broke the bank. We were marketing a lot. Um, and we just wanted to like get out and shoot and be with dogs and out in nature and find some joy because it was really difficult. And I talked her into joining because she wasn't going to join because she was in a in a not so great place. And as soon as I had heard about Embark, I joined because I really felt I needed that coaching and the photography side of my business. And I talked her into it and I don't think she regretted it. (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) So it was was just a natural thing for us to do together. And then as we started to talk about it, we decided that we were going to share our adventures and encourage other pet photographers to go out and shoot because that's what we needed to be doing.
0: Right. So just tell me a little bit about the actual challenge to um, Charlotte and Craig. Do they set you like a, a specific task? Like, is it, is it shallow depth of field? Is it action? Is it a certain light? Like, is that what it is, that kind of a challenge?
1: Yes. It's very specific. There were 12 challenges. So there was one every two weeks and everyone was specific. They would send us a brief about what they expected the images to look like, the elements that we were trying to capture, and we had to interpret that in our own way. And then we would submit it. I think there were, what, 60 photographers in that group, Marka? Oh, there was over 100.
2: Over 100 oh, was in the there? first round. But it okay. was not everybody was keeping up with the every two weeks. So essentially, okay. we had access to all 12 topics throughout the entire thing. But every two weeks was... Focused on a specific one. And by the end of that two weeks was the deadline in order to be considered for top 10 or, or top 20 or top 10.
1: Right. Um, right. And we so had to submit was, our images to be judged yeah. by Craig and Charlotte to see how well they met the brief. So if they met the brief, they would do a top 20 and then like a day or two later, they would announce their top 10. So the goal is to be in the top 10. Um, I didn't take that to heart. I don't think Mara took it like To heart, I was. I was to what? Yeah, it's a bonus. Yeah, I was in it to get better with my camera and to become a better artist with my camera. And Marika actually finished in the top three at the very very end, so she was like one of the winners.
0: Awesome! Congratulations!
1: (laughs) It was awesome. Can I add a thing about a couple things? Sure. So when
2: I saw that Charlotte and Craig were creating their Unleashed Education, and then when I saw the the challenges come out, I had this feeling that it like hit me in my gut. I was like, this is brilliant. Like, this is exactly what all of us need. We need this Mm -hmm. because the idea that it's not just another thing to buy into and then put away and put to the side, it's actually calling on you to get up and get out and create. And that there's nothing to me that gets me out of a rut or gets me out of my head more than that. And I was hemming and hawing about whether or not I was going to do it because it's an investment of money, time, all of the things. But then talking to Holly, she was like, well, we should do it together. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. So Holly and I are actually the co-founders of the Limelight Pet Project here in Seattle, where we actually, every Tuesday where we get together and we interview some of our rescue partners, uh, we have a pet of the week that we photograph, we do video, we interview and we're partnered with our local news media to get that pet on the news and out in front of more people. So we spend a lot of time together. So this was another option for us or opportunity for us to go and create and also like, bring joy to the community. By saying, by like just, oh my gosh, because also like Holly's husband, Tony will come and he shoots behind the scenes video of us, which is always fun to watch. It's ridiculous <laughs> to see us work together. Um, and so we're big picture gals, like we think Mm -hmm. about, well, what's going to happen with all of this. And it just was so beautiful. It's such a, Mm -hmm. like such a great experience together. And we didn't always make the top 20. We didn't always make the top 10, but we had fun the whole time. Mm -hmm. We didn't get to shoot every single challenge together, but the ones that we did were like, just, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was
0: so much fun. Awesome. So i get the sense. And I know you've told me that you guys are both in different positions as far as your businesses go. So and I know, Holly, you've already said that, you know, you went into the challenge to get better at photography, which makes total sense for a challenge like this. Right. America, you're in a different situation. You know, it sounds like you have your photography down pat. You're generating great sales. Did you see this? And you might have as well, Holly. Did you see this, though, America, as a, a business opportunity as well? Because my, my mind immediately goes to, well, I'm going to need dogs to photograph. I'm going to run a Facebook ad. Uh, you know, dogs wanted, and then I'm going to make sales on the back end. Is that the way you or either of you approached the project?
2: Not for Embark, not for the first round. I didn't because I also was like, I want this for fun. And I actually wanted to, there are always things I want to work on for client work to then be able to bring to my clients. Like Holly and I both had some really big discoveries about the kind of work we want to be creating from this Point on for our clients, for ourselves. Yes. And you can't really get to those discoveries unless you're out there trying something new. And so that's what I was hoping for was that kind of a, like a, big discovery of something and just to like and then to like get down into the nitty-gritty details of things that I maybe let slide, like maybe shooting way too many photos every session. (laughs) So we would set goals for ourselves at the beginning for each session. And we like, okay, Marca, you can't shoot more than this many frames Mm -hmm. today because that's something you need to like stop killing yourself with culling. And so that's what was really great. But for this round that we're in now, we did both run model calls and to have that opportunity to leave the door open for selling artwork to clients. Um, it's not high pressure, but I definitely edited and gave away way too much the first round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, So
1: did I.
0: Holly, did you approach the second challenge the same way? Are you advertising for models yes. and then making sales?
1: Yes. So I created a model call in January and 13 dogs signed up and they only get one digital file and it's the digital file that I submitted for the challenge. And if they want to purchase additional files, they have that opportunity, but I'm not giving away, like Mark said, I'm not giving away my work. Because when we were in the first round of challenges, when we were in Embark, I found a little bit of confidence that I didn't have before. And I'm at that point now where I'm not willing to give things away anymore. I mean, I'd love to give things away to the dogs and their people, but financially, I just can't do that anymore. So I'm happy to give them the high res file of, you know, of the image that I'm submitting, but if they want additional files, they're going to have to pay for them. And that's really hard for me to say, Mark, I can vouch for this. This is really hard for me to say, I'm sorry, you have to pay for that because it's in my heart to give things away that's just how I roll.
0: I think every photographer goes through that same thing. You know, we got into photography because we love it and we love our clients and our Mm -hmm. subjects. We want to see our work in their homes, Yes, but they have to pay for it as well. Otherwise we can't continue to do it. Yes,
1: exactly. Marika was talking about, um, a minute ago, she was talking about big discoveries during the embark challenge. And I will let her tell her story, but we did one Challenge, it was called Get Low or Get Down. And the object is to get as low as you possibly can to photograph the dog. And so I took this one step further and bought myself a pair of waders and got in the water. Awesome. And I was shooting with no underwater housing. I was shooting in the water right at water level. And it just clicked for me. Like there's a moment when I knew what I was supposed to be doing, and it's shooting dogs in water. And Mark um, witnessed that moment. My husband witnessed that moment. And I got out of the water and I went, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so from that moment on, I've concentrated on underwater dog photography for working dogs. It was amazing.
0: Unreal. I love that. Um, Just let me take you back to running your model call. Did you do that on Facebook or Instagram?
1: Both.
0: Okay. Which one was successful or more successful?
1: Instagram, surprisingly.
0: Was that a paid ad or just a post?
1: No. No, it was just a post. I have a community on Facebook of working dog handlers that I rely on a lot. And I love to work with them and they love to work with me. And I've probably got maybe 75 or 80 people in this community. Um, And so I started there and offered it to them first. And then I put it out on Instagram. And then I've got maybe five people, brand new people now in my, um, as clients that are working with me now that I didn't have before through Instagram.
0: Fantastic. And have you made any sales sales? from those model calls yet?
1: No, not yet, because the first challenge just finished and the second challenge is this Friday. So we really haven't even had an opportunity to present our work to our clients yet.
0: Okay, so you've got 13 people signed up and is that a different dog or dog owners for each of the challenges? Yes. Okay, and then so when did you or have you told them that they will potentially be spending more to buy more afterwards? Right off the bat. Right. So that they know.
1: I told them right up front. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be a used car salesman and say, oh, by the way, no, they know right up front that they're going to get one full resolution, high resolution digital file and that if they want additional files, they can purchase them. The thing is, I'm taking the time to edit the images that I really love so that when they look at their gallery, they can't resist and they have to have them.
0: Got it. So are you going to upload to something like Pick Time or Pixie Set? Shoot Proof. Shoot Proof. Okay. And then do your mm-hmm. sales that way. Okay. Yeah. There's going to be a little bit of a lead time before this interview goes live. So maybe I'm hoping, Holly, you can come back and uh, potentially you too, Marika, and let me know via email or whatever how the sales are going. Oh, sure. Because I think that's a huge aspect If because you can offset the cost of of course that way can't you if you're actually generating clients as well mm-hmm. so just quickly i know you both went in this challenge the first challenge together did you still pay separately yes, yes. Oh, so you both paid individually. That's an
1: odd question, Andrew. What are you thinking?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know that if you went to Charlotte and Craig and said, we want to do this together, can we go no. halves?
1: <laughs> no, because no. we, yeah,
2: we no. we're going and doing the sessions together, but our images are judged and separately and separately. our access to everything is completely separate. That's
1: separate, all. yeah.
0: Got it. Okay. And Marika, Holly said that she now has 13 clients booked in. Are you generating your own clients and leads for your challenge or are you still going to work together for the next one?
2: Yeah. So I did my own separate model call and I have a lineup of folks and I'm sort of what I'm doing is it depends on what the challenge is based on who I select because I did have a, a form that had some pretty specific Things that I ask them, does your dog do this, this, this? Like, let me know all these things because there's some challenges that a dog needs to be able to stand on a log or needs to be uh, number one thing. They need to be okay with other dogs and people. Mm -hmm. They have to for this because we did experience in the first round that there may be some dogs who are a little bit nervous or skittish. We just don't want them to be uncomfortable in where we go. So, right now, it's not like I have them booked in, I have them there when. I need them and they all are completely aware of they're going to get a file of the image that I submit. And then I will be putting, if they choose, they want to see more images, then they'll go through my regular client process, which is a Zoom sales session.
0: Got it. Okay. So they'll already be made aware that they have the potential to spend more if they want more. Yeah. So why are both you ladies doing the challenge again? Because I'm assuming it's pretty similar to the first time. Oh,
2: nope. Mm -mm. So here's a really brilliant thing that they did. There are four challenge rounds. And so there was Embark. And those who completed that first round of Embark were eligible to then join Emerge. Mm -hmm. And Emerge has 12 new challenge themes. And then there will be another one after that and another one after that. But the only way to do it is to complete one round at a time. So we're doing it again because it's 12 new themes and it's more fun to be had and just more things to work on. And also because people already know that we've been doing this, that's why we did have success at people saying, yeah, we want to be a part of it. We want to be a model because we did already. And they're like, saw how much fun everybody had. Yeah. So when we first, who was with us,
1: when we first started this, the embark challenges, when we first started this, Mark and I created an Instagram page specifically for these challenges. So we invited all of our like our own personal Instagram followers or our business Instagram followers to follow this additional page so that they could see the shenanigans that we were up to and the things that we were doing and also the improvement over the course of the six months that we had this. And now we have people following us that like aren't even involved with these challenges in any particular way. They just like the stuff that we're posting. So it was really interesting that we're both creating a different audience just because we're doing this together.
0: For sure. Yeah, I can totally see that. And I totally understand that. Um one thing I'm I'm still grappling with a little bit mm-hmm. Marika is the fact that you know you are in a different position with your photography like you're a business coach as well mm-hmm. you're successful with your business why not just say well I'll just create my own challenge like why pay to go and do another challenge
2: uh, because Charlotte and Craig are the friggin' best and <laughs> I really believe in showing up for people that I believe in and that I admire And also there are a lot of my peers who are doing these challenges and showing up with them. Like we have a private Facebook group and we actually, in January, just us Emerge challengers got on Zoom to... Talk about what do we want to do better this time? Like, let's talk to each other about how things went well. Because the first round, yeah, there was a lot of competition. People were competitive because, you know, you get your stuff judged. You're going to be like, oh, gosh, I want to make the top 10 or the top 20. But even though it's like not the the number one thing, it still affects all of us. But mm-hmm. when we got to get together on Zoom and talk things out, it actually now I feel like we're all rooting for each other yep. for a lot of different reasons. So for me, it's community and I just, I believe in what Charlotte and Craig are creating. They're so amazing. That's so good. I want to be part of it. And if this is how I get to be part of it, yes, I will continue to sign up.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Were you both friends before photography or did photography bring you together? Photography brought us together. Absolutely.
1: Actually, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It was Marika's dog. She had this husky. I've always been a Northern breed aficionado, love Northern breed dogs. And Marika posted this one photo on Instagram of her dog Kerouac with a red shimmery curtain behind her. And I just fell in love with this dog. She's just so, the picture in Marika to her left, that's Kerouac. Kerouac.
2: That's Kerouac. Oh,
1: so I reached out to her. (laughs) Yeah. So I reached out to her and, and just said, Hey, you know, I love your dog. Let's, meet up for coffee. And we actually met up for coffee. Wow. And then I got to meet Kerouac and she became my best friend dog. And she's actually in my headshots that I use for my business.
0: That's so good. Yeah. I've seen you credit Marika on your website. I think some of your photos on <laughs> mm-hmm. there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Holly, you know, and you've heard that Marika making these incredible sales. She's doing these zoom sales sessions. So why are you using shoe to sell instead of doing well, Why are not you emulating what she's doing right now?
1: several reasons. First of all, we don't serve the same clientele. So I work with working dogs and their handlers and Mark works with families and not working dogs and their handlers. The people that I work with generally, how do I put this kindly? Generally will shy away from Zoom. <laughs> right. So for their ease, I just do it through shoot proof. Also because of COVID, I was very careful about not going into people's homes because you don't know who is immunocompromised. You don't know if it's safe. And shootproof just became the way that I do things. At one point, I probably will go into in-person sales, but I still don't feel comfortable doing that yet.
0: So what is it that doesn't make you feel or makes you feel uncomfortable about it?
1: That's a really good question. First of all, I don't want to push anybody into purchasing something that they're not really able to afford or ready to purchase. Secondly, I haven't really found products that I love so much that I'm going to talk people into purchasing. So I'm still exploring the whole product area. And thirdly, for me right now, the focus is still on making my photography better.
0: Got it. Got it. So Marika, when you hear Holly talk about how she feels like a sales session will be that she has to find a product that she loves before she pushes it, that she's going to Encourage people to spend more than they can afford. Like, what's going through your head?
2: So Holly mentioned Marco Polo earlier. Do you know what Marco Polo is, Andrew? It's an app for video chatting, essentially.
0: Oh, I only know it as the game in the pool.
2: No, not no. <laughs> right. we're playing Marco Polo in the swimming pool. Well, I, I didn't.
0: I thought it was some reference to that. And I thought, oh, they'll explain it later. <laughs>
2: That's great. Um, no, it is an app that you can send video messages back and forth. And we have spent many, 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 many conversations just back and forth that way. And this subject has come up a lot because I am so passionate about the fact that like we can make really, really great money. And the thing is when I think about money and when I talk about money, it's not about, Oh, let's buy all kinds of stuff. It's about mm-hmm. money helps us do great Things. And in order to have a sustainable business and to reach these beautiful visions that we have of community that we want to support, just everything, we have to make money. And the thing is, everything that Holly said, I have also felt all of it. And I also know her so well, I know where that's coming from. But I think what I mostly want to say about when I hear her say that is, I really. I know the joy that she has in the work that she does. And I know the joy that she brings to her, her models or her clients um, and her community. And I think the thing is when you give yourself the opportunity to sit down with your client, whether it's over Zoom or in person, and you get to celebrate this connection that you've created through this art, like all of those fears will go away. And you can guide them to make choices that fit within their budget. And they'll trust you. They've already trusted you to create the work, to spend that time together. They're going to trust you in guiding them to make the next most important step, which is actually bringing that art into reality where it's a physical product in their home. And for your clients who are afraid of being on Zoom, it takes like one time and they'll be fine.
0: Cool. It does. It does. Holly, can you tell me what's a working dog? A working dog? Yes. Oh, okay. Because now that I had Marco Polo so wrong, when you say working dog, I'm thinking of an Australian like cattle dog, you know, rounding up sheep.
1: You're absolutely right. Right. You're absolutely right. So a working dog is a dog with a job. My definition of a working dog is much broader than everybody else's, but a working dog could be a law enforcement dog, could be a scent detection dog, could be a search and rescue dog, could be an agility champion, dock diving champion, sheep herder, uh, barn hunt, any dog that has a job, no matter what that job is, is a working dog. So I used to take care of a little West Highland Terrier who was on squirrel patrol every day and that was his job and he assigned himself that job. And this is when I got really excited about working dogs, was watching this dog go out the door and survey the yard. he do his patrol around the edge of the yard looking for this one particular squirrel every single day. He did this every single day. And when I asked his mom about it, she said it was just an innate thing that he did. And that started this whole adventure for me about working dogs. And like, if you get a dog with a working drive and you don't give that dog a job, he's going to assign himself a job. So I'm always curious, if you have a working dog breed that doesn't have a job, what job did he create for himself?
0: Okay, I love that. So I've read some of this on your website, and I felt like I had to understand that almost every dog is or could be a working dog.
2: Exactly.
0: Right. Yes. So business-wise, I think you are taking on a massive challenge because you almost have to convince me that I am one of your clients because I don't think of my miniature schnauzer as a working dog.
1: What? (laughs) Your miniature schnauzer is totally a working dog. What does he do? What is his job?
0: Well, it's to keep us company.
1: That's his job,
0: right? What I'm saying from a business perspective, do you feel like you're starting on the back foot by having to convince me that my dog is a working dog?
1: No, I do not feel that at all. I feel that my enthusiasm and my joy and my all-out craziness for working dogs is going to win you over.
0: I, I agree. Oh, look, I agree. I agree with what you're saying.
1: Mm-hmm. And, Andrew, if I can't convince you that your dog is a working dog, I'm not supposed to be working with you.
0: Sure. I get that. Okay. So this is a, a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Let's say you travel down this road with the working dogs and you're getting clients, you're photographing the but you're just not getting the sales that you think that you should – Mm-hmm. would you change tack? Like, would you rebrand? Would you change the copy on your website? No. Really?
1: No, I am loyal to what I do. Mark and I have been down this road many, many, many times. We've had many, many, many discussions. My heart is with the working dogs. If I don't make $100,000 in sales because my clients can't afford it, so be it. I have to be true to what my heart tells me. I have to be true to the art that I want to make. And honestly, if I'm not in my joy, when I'm at a session, the images don't turn out anyway. They're not things that I would want to present to a client. So I stay true to my vision. Maybe down the road, it'll change when I get older and I can't, you know, lay on my belly all the time. Or I mean, maybe the only other thing I can see myself doing is if I had to rebrand, it would be totally underwater photography.
0: Right. So what if then again, another hypothetical, what if the underwater photography, you know, those clients are paying thousands And that gives you then the chance to photograph working dogs as a hobby, as for fun. Like, would that be attractive to you?
1: I want to give working dogs the respect that they deserve. Part of what I'm doing is also educating the public about working dogs, what the rules are about working dogs, what the proper etiquette for working dogs is. So it's not just about photography for me with the working dog. It's about educating the public as well giving these dogs the respect that they deserve, making people understand that these dogs love the jobs that they're doing and they're not being forced. So no, I would not step back from that. There's a bigger picture there. There's a bigger mission there other than just photography for me.
0: Got it. Got it. Understood. Yeah. And I think it's interesting where we all come at photography as a business from different angles. For some, it's business only. You know, I'm going to choose. Like for me, when I look at Marika's business model, and I haven't gone right into it, but when I... I read on her website that it looks like she's appealing to the dog owners where the dog is approaching end of life. Like that's, that looks like a pretty regular client. Am I right, Marika?
2: Yeah, it's a mix for sure. That's kind of the overarching theme is that, you know, they won't be here forever, but basically the time to work with me is when you're here right now thinking about it because anything can change at any moment and all of these different phases of our journey with our dogs are worthy of being captured in beautiful artwork.
0: Right. So to me that's a lower hanging fruit. Like it's an easier sell than working dogs. Do you feel the same way, Holly, or not?
1: So you're trying to make my job think- so much harder than it is. <laughs> and it's not. It's really not. The working dog community is such a tight-knit, generous, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They give They're givers, right? Right. They give their time, they give their training, they give their dogs for service. I'm serving them. Like I'm serving them. So what I'm doing for them is a joy for me. So it's my way of giving to them for what they're doing for the community. I
0: I do not want to demean or bring that down in any way. I want to see you make hundreds of thousands of dollars doing what you do though.
1: (laughs) That's not my end goal. That's not my end goal.
0: Right, and that's probably what I should have asked first. Well, what is your goal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair.
0: Because it's different, isn't it? Like, yes. so different photographers and the listener could be into photography for a different reason. Um, you sound like you're as much about service and serving your clients yes. as you are about making money, which is unreal. But on the other hand, I think someone could be just as interested in making money from their business mm-hmm. in addition to serving their clients.
1: I feel like I feel like I am the vehicle for whatever it is, like the books that I've created. I'm just the vehicle. I'm just the vessel for this thing to come to life, to help the working dog community. So I have to keep myself open to the projects that come along, how I make money. I mean, we all have to make money, right? Mm-hmm. We all have to make money to do the great things that we want to do. And so this is a really tough thing for me because I hate talking about money. Just the culture that See I've brought up we, in. we balance each other out, we totally balance each other <laughs> out. Right. So when it comes right down to how am I going to make money? I figure that out as I go along, right? It's not the end goal for me. And you have to know that I worked for 30 years for myself and busted my butt. I don't know if I can swear. I busted my butt for 30 years and have the resources available to me so that I don't have to bust my butt now because I'm old.
0: <laughs> you're, you're not old.
1: I'm
2: old.
0: No. no. Yeah. Holly.
2: Oh my <laughs> So...
0: Hang on. Sorry. Holly, how old are you?
1: 55.
0: That's not old.
1: Yeah. I can retire if I want to, Andrew. I'm old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Marika, what were you going to say?
2: Um, So when I think about what Holly is creating and what she's been building over the past few years, it reminds me of when I first, when I went full-time with my business here in Seattle, I knew that my biggest challenge was going to be Educating people that this is a thing that pet photography is a thing like you can hire a pet photographer to capture your dog, cat, horse, whatever, like not a people photographer but an actual photographer for your Mm -hmm. hairball mess family members. And so I took that on and I knew that's number one, I'm going to build all the things in my business along the way. But number one, if I'm going to get to where I want to go, I got to talk about it. I got to tell people about it. So Holly's in this community that is a niche of the pet world, which is the working dog community. And they are established and they have their communities within communities. And she's entered it with this mindset of giving back. She's got her goals of what she wants to do on a bigger picture of bringing regular folks into knowledge about working dogs while also celebrating the partnerships between dogs and their people within that community. And so she's figuring out how does she also create her business? How does she also turn this into something where, oh yeah, I'm going to make money on the art that I create, that I love creating. So she's done that a few ways. She's published two books that are absolutely beautiful that give back to the community, that tell these stories And she approached these not with money in mind. She approached it with, okay, I'm going to utilize this opportunity to really get my crap together in terms of how I'm shooting, how I'm doing these things. She approached it with that. And then she's like, the money stuff will come later. And so she's still figuring that out. And while she may say that her end goal isn't to make $100,000 a year, I know she will get there because she is following her heart, following her vision. And she just has to build her community with her to get to a point where she understands and they understand where they're both coming from. And so that she can create opportunities for them to say, yes, we're going to pay you all the monies in all the world to be a part of what you're building. (laughs) And it just takes, it takes time. And so that's kind of where maybe her hesitancy is in saying that money is important I do truly believe that she will be making a lot of money because I know that what she wants to do with that money is just going to go right back into the working dog community. <laughs> it really is. I love it. She's not wrong.
0: Holly, I'm going to come back and ask you about your books. Cause that was something that uh, did grab my attention when you said that earlier.
1: Thanks Marika.
0: <laughs> no, you, you mentioned them too. You said my books, Marika, you talked about these incredible sales or you alluded to them. How do you make these great sales? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed
1: hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest.
0: Great answers. Last question Have you ever had an embarrassing moment or a, a stuff up that you can share?
1: What's a stuff up?
0: Uh, A mistake, a big mistake on a shoot, Um, lost files, deleted stuff, camera not working. Oh,
1: Oh. okay. Yep. I do have a good one for this. Okay. So I first started doing photography in Seattle and I had done a model call. This was before I started the first book. And I had this white German Shepherd show up and he's very serious. It's Finn Rear, very serious dog and a very serious dog owner, very serious. I don't know if you understand this about me, Andrew. I'm not a very serious person. So I start shooting and realize there's no card in my camera. So I have to stop the session and drive to the local camera store to buy a card for my camera, which took an extra hour into the session time. She was a good sport about it, but I was completely embarrassed. Wow. I now have several cards in my bag and I will never be without a card again.
0: Great story. That's so good. What about you, Marika?
1: Oh, I have a couple of things.
2: Uh, One that's business related, like sales related, just, you know, forgetting to charge sales tax and having to contact my client and say, hey, I'm so sorry, I forgot this. And luckily they were cool about it, but that's always embarrassing if you, you know, Mm -hmm. because using, utilizing different invoicing systems sometimes there's a button you forget to click and it doesn't charge sales tax and when you're having a four or five thousand dollar sale you kind of really need your client to pay their sales tax um uh the other thing is on a session, which was one of the challenge sessions last, last year, the get down session that Holly had her grand discovery of being underwater. That was also when I had my $500 mistake, which was I lay down in the sand and got up too quickly, and the sand was all on my shirt, and my camera just went oh, no. and inside all of my buttons. Immediately, the the little sand pieces, and in the Pacific Northwest, the sand is not like it's not that beautiful cotton candy stuff. It's tiny gravel, and so I had to take my camera in, and it was five hundred dollars fixed. Ouch! And, Ouch. and then I didn't I even make t- the top twenty,
1: but I can tell you, she handled it like a pro. Yeah. Nobody knew that her camera was broken because she kept shooting even though nothing was happening and then she whipped out her cell phone and started taking photos with her cell phone so it it did not stop her
0: so good it
2: was at the end of the night so it was okay but still it wasn't okay because it was five hundred dollars yeah absolutely Nightmare. nightmare (laughs)
0: <laughs> ladies you have both been so amazing it's been so much fun having you both on at the same time i'm going to add links to anywhere and everywhere people can find you online but is there one spot holly that, that people should go to see uh, more of you more of your work is it instagram facebook is it your website where they can see your books or where's one place they should definitely go
1: oh, that's a really hard question to answer because i really want to focus on my underwater stuff right now But if people are interested in working dog stuff specifically, um, it would be seattle.dog.photographer on Instagram.
0: Fantastic. I'll add links to that and other places in the show notes. Okay. And what about you, America?
2: Yeah. So Instagram is going to be the best place, especially during my rebrand. So at Soul Dog Creative is the best place is where I'm most active and you can get to all my links through there. And when the rebrand happens and new links are there, that's where you will be able to find it.
0: Fantastic. Again, ladies, you have both been amazing. I've loved chatting to both of you and it's been so much fun. So, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed that interview with both Holly and Marika. Ladies, if you are listening, again, massive thanks for coming on, for sharing everything you did. Congrats on the success that you've had so far in your own businesses in the Embark photography competitions. And I can't wait to hear more about your rebrand, Marika and Holly, your water-based photography services that you're going to be offering moving forward. So please stay in touch and let me know how both those things go for you ladies. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Marika and Holly had to share today. If you'd like to check out more about anything they talked about in the interview today, I've got links to anything and everything they mentioned in the show notes. They are at photobizx.com forward slash 459. In those show notes, like I said, I've got links to anything and everything. I've got examples of their beautiful work. And if you'd like to hear more about Embark, the six-month interactive challenge-based dog photography course, it is opening again in April 2022, a week or so after this episode goes live. It's kicking off in May, I believe. And you can find more details about that if you go to photobizx.com forward slash embark. It's E-M-B-A-R-K, photobizx.com forward slash embark. If you want to do the same competition that Holly and Marika did and talked about, and I'm guessing you may even see them in the next challenge as well. I should have added, there is also a comment section at the bottom of the show notes. If you have a follow-up question for either Holly or Marika, And if you are a premium member, I'll be adding both ladies into the members Facebook group. You can also hit up Charlotte or Craig in the group who are both members. If you've got any other questions about the Embark photo competitions, it's coming up as well. Alrighty, that is it for this episode of the podcast. I hope you have a fantastic week ahead wherever you are in the world. If you are going to be on the live call for the Profitable Photography Book Projects training with Katie Collenberg, I will see you on that call. Otherwise, I'll catch you on the replay. Either way, have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Enjoyed this episode? Head to
1: photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest.